Hi, welcome to the Drama Free Living Podcast. It's Dennis and Lisa. Here we are, Lisa, once again. So Lisa, let's talk today. This is a fascinating idea. And I just finished a two-hour workshop with a group in New Mexico. And it was really about storytelling. And it's a fascinating idea that we think that- I love a good story. I know. That's why it's why movies are so important. It's mm-hmm. why, you know- it's books. Books. Oh, the best books are they have the best stories. They are. And so, you know, drama-free people, they tell the best stories. And, and here's sort of the premise is that how the world works or how people work is that people see or they see behavior or they hear words, right? Those are the only two things that we really can, when we look out that we can sort of like, you know, measure a little bit is like, I, I hear somebody say something, I hear some words or I see an action, mm-hmm. right? I see a so behavior. verbal and nonverbal communication, right? And so, you know, and even nonverbal communication can be a behavior or rolling of the eyes. That's a behavior, right? So I see or hear something, and then I immediately tell myself a story. Mm -hmm. Do you give yourself a meaning behind why that person did that, why they said it the way they did? Right. And then I take an action out of that story. That story produces some kind of feeling, some kind of an emotion, and then I end up acting out of that. Mm-hmm. And here's what we discovered is that people that can take the drama out, they control the story, mm-hmm. right? And, and so we want to talk about like, how do you control your own story a little bit? And then how do you help other people shape their stories? So tell me, what do you mean by they control the story? Well, for example, say I'm, you know, I'm at work today and I work the front desk mm-hmm. and my boss walks in and he's got, maybe I perceive his angry eyes. Right. And he doesn't say anything. Angry to eyes me. and angry feet. Right. Angry eyes and angry feet. And he stomps by me and he's walking straight to his office. Now, Lisa, he could just be totally focused. He could have 50 things on his on his brain. And he's just got to get these things done very, very quickly. And he does, but he doesn't notice me. He doesn't say hi. He doesn't smile. He doesn't even look out. In fact, he ignores me. Well, I told myself a story. What, what what's wrong with him? Right. Right. Well, he must be, oh my gosh, Lacey, he's, he must be mad at me. He must not be happy with, am I going to get fired today? Right. Man, I might lose my job. And all of a sudden I have just created this story inside of my head. And then I end up, it end up affects, it end up, ends up affecting my entire day. Mm-hmm. So that's an example of, I see or hear something. I'm telling myself a story. And then I end up acting out of that story. And that's, and we call that in that negative scenario, we call that going down the rabbit hole. Right. Now, so can you tell that on a positive spin? Like the boss walks by. Well, you know, for example, maybe like we lose a contract, mm-hmm. right? When we get this, we get this phone call, we get this email and it's like, hey, you know, you didn't win this contract. And I go, wow, now we got 20 hours this month that freed up. Hey, what does this make possible? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what does this make possible? And all of a sudden, I have just told myself a story that this has actually created space to do something else. Because initially, you know, forecasting with this contract, for it, forecasting the it, the income that it will be producing, the amount of work and the amount of um, teamwork that it's going to require to produce this, and then you know, just kind of looking forward to hey this is coming down the pipe. We know what it is. Let's gear up. Let's get ready. And then smash. It doesn't happen. 
and being able to recover quickly. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Well, yeah. In the people that recover the quickest and really are the most resilient are the ones that tell themselves the best story. Mm-hmm. They can extract the right value from, from the story. And so I think learning to tell ourselves these stories, and then we want to learn how to shape other people's stories. Because if we can help them shape their, their stories, we can help them behave in even a more positive way. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that people that don't do this, it's like their emotions spin out of control. Right. Right. They, they go into all the drama, right? And then they don't end up making the best decisions, mm-hmm. right? It's like their clarity becomes cloudy. Their focus is a little fuzzy. And unfortunately, it's like they're ruled by outside circumstances right? or outside people. It's like they give their power over to an event or a circumstance or another person. Well, and that's when that self, self-sabotaging um, mentality and action comes into play because if something negative happens and you give it a negative meaning and then you're afraid for your job or you're walking on eggshells, then you're going to react with less confidence. You're going to react with less skill because you're so tied up in what's going to happen that you don't know the the things that you really truly need to do and you can't you don't have the boldness to step in because you're already afraid for your position. Right. And then, the, and then the boss looks at you and says, well, gosh, you're not really bold and you're not really doing these things. Well, maybe we should fire you. Mm-hmm. And they never thought about that like, you know, days and months earlier, but you have created almost like this self-fulfilling prophecy by the story that you've told yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, it's really all about increasing your own autonomy. And a great, this word autonomy is really self-rule. Mm-hmm. It's your ability to rule yourself and to kind of rule your own emotions so that you make the best decisions. And and with that, it's, you know, you come home and it's been a long day at work and you get home and the house is is in absolute chaos and your spouse is just not being very nice. It's been a rough day for them. They snap at you for whatever reason. And being I'm able glad to, I never snap at you. I know. I only <laughs> snap at you. And so oh. it's a great agreement. <laughs> no, but then so then you come home and you have the op- opportunity to decide, am I going to jump into this um, depression or this anxiety or this argument, or am I going to, you know, control my autonomy? Am I going to face it and be emotionally stable to not cause this intensity to increase. Right. It's almost like Lisa, do you look at it as an obstacle or do you look at it as an opportunity? Well, what it's the same, right. It's the same, it's the same event or circumstance, but if you look at it as an obstacle, you tend to get angry. If you look at it as an opportunity, you tend to be creative. Mm-hmm. Right. If you look at it as an obstacle, you tend to get into the emotion. When you look at it as an opportunity, you're able to get into the logic and figure out a solution. Right. And so we've discovered here's kind of some tricks and some hacks a little bit is that really, Lisa, the best leaders that we've discovered and that we work with, uh, they just give the best meanings to circumstances. Right. Because there's a lot of times there will be a circumstance and you may not know all of the details and the completely true meaning. And you have an opportunity, you're you're given a, a blank circumstance and it could have negative connotations and it could have positive connotations. And you can kind of decide what way you're going to lean with this until you get more facts. Once you get more details, once you get more facts, then you can know better what's actually going on here. But until then, you may as well make it 
for a positive, for the best impact? Well, for example, Lisa, so we, we had a client um, that I was just talking to last week and his entire sales team quit. Mm-hmm. Now they probably needed to be fired anyways, but that's a different story. But you know, they actually quit, they self-selected. And I know he felt a lot of pressure and he was a little angry. And I remember getting him on the phone and I said, Hey, you know what this means? He goes, What? I go, This means that you get a chance to reshape your entire sales force. Hey, you know what's great about this is that you get to make some changes very quickly because there's nobody that you have to deal with right now on this team. Yep. Right. And it's like it all of a sudden it was like just the meaning switch, the light bulb switch. And all of a sudden he was able to get a little bit more creative. I said, hey, you know what's good about this? Right. There are some negative. There are some hard things. But it's like when you go to that right meaning, Mm -hmm. then you can start taking the right actions. Mm -hmm. And great leaders, that's what they do. They just give the best meanings to circumstances. Yeah. And if you're leading people and you're leading teams and really if you're influencing anybody, really great influencers give the best meetings. Mm -hmm. Think about it. It's like, those are the people that you listen to. Right. Right. You don't listen to the people that are like always negative Debbie Downers. Mm -hmm. Now, and we're not saying like, Hey, don't knock Debbie. (laughs) We're not saying being kumbaya and, you know, head in the clouds. It's like, we want you to deal with the reality and with the circumstances, but you got to do it from a place of power, not a Mm. place of weakness. Absolutely. Right. And if you, if you just go right to the negative without stepping back and putting the right meaning to it, Mm -hmm. you really come to it at a place of like weakness. So come to it at a place of power, be a powerful person, powerful people give the most powerful meanings. And you say, you said putting the right meaning to it. Well, I think both meanings could be right, but what's going to be the one that's going to do you the best? What is going to be the one that's going to help you be the most effective? Right. It's almost like the meaning that serves you the best. Exactly. Now here's what's interesting, Lisa, you get determined the meaning, mm-hmm. right? And it, I remember reading years ago, and I don't even know who said this. He said that nothing has meaning except the meaning you give it. And I was like, so true. It really is, right? It's like you determine what the meaning is to the circumstance. Mm -hmm. And so you think about through the pandemic, Mm -hmm. right? As horrible as it was, the people that gave the best meaning are the ones that survived, are the ones that um, thrived, right? Right. A lot of people survived, but the ones that really thrived through it, we're the ones who gave the best meaning. Mm-hmm. And there can be horrible, horrible things that happen. And it's, it's how you respond to it. And it's what you take and, and how you take that circumstance and say, okay, I'm going to turn this. How can I make this a positive force in my life? Right. So either react or respond, mm-hmm. you get to choose. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, if you can define the meaning, you can extract the value from the event. Yes. So for instance, the client whose team walked out. Right. All of a sudden he was able to say, Hey, you know what? I get to shape it in a different way. And that was him defining the meaning. Right. And, now, and, a, and, a, and another meaning, what would have another meaning could have been? Another meaning could have been, I'm at a loss for words. I mean, this is a terrible company. They all oh, right. walked out and right. We're going to go broke. We're going to go broke. I'm not going to be able to service my clients. Yeah. And that would have like sent you down a spiral. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about the meaning. That, that you're telling yourself. So, you know, a great question sometimes to ask is like, hey, what's great about this? That's a good question. Right. That's a great question to go, okay, well, what is great about this? Or, you know, what can I learn from it? What all, can I learn and what's great about this? Right. Because all of a sudden I've just shaped the meaning that, hey, this is a learning event. Hey, this is not a losing event right now. This is a learning event. 
right? So we don't want you to have any losing events. We want you to have learning events. We either want to win or we want to learn. So you define the meaning. And if you define the meaning, you can extract the value. Now, here's what's fascinating, Lisa, is that most people, human nature is, is that they tell themselves a negative story. Mm -hmm. Something happens and that's just human nature. I, I mean, I find it myself doing that. It's like, I just immediately go there, you know, and then you end up misreading other people's meanings. And and that's a good point that you say, you know, you immediately go to a negative scenario in your mind. Honestly, I tend to go toward a positive or a neutral scenario. And that's that's the key of self-awareness is knowing how you are. Like if you're Dennis, you tend to bend towards a negative scenario. And so that's something that you just have to focus more on. And me, I would maybe go more towards a neutral or a positive scenario. And that's also something that I need to be aware of is that, hey, there's there's more to it than that. Yeah. And so the fastest way, let's just kind of talk about this. Okay. So if we know this is true, that everybody's telling stories, the fastest way to shape somebody's story is to declare intent. Because then they don't misread you. They don't misread you. They don't put their own story to your actions and your words. Right. And so many times just this one coaching phrase, Hey, my intention is not to blank, blank, blank. Or my intention is to. Right. Or, Hey, I don't want you to think blank, blank, blank. Or, Hey, I didn't mean blank, blank, blank. And it is a way for you to give some transparency on what you're thinking, your intention and what your meaning is. Right. Because many times you know, leaders have to share hard things. Yes. Right. We have to have hard conversations, have to have these crucial conversations with people. But when you tell people your intention first, hey, my intention is not to hurt your feelings. We just need to talk about this. Hey, I don't want you to think you're not a valuable member of the team. And then blank, blank, blank. Mm -hmm. And if you just like get really good at sharing your intention, then it's easier for people to to buy into some of the hard things mm -hmm. that you have to say. Mm -hmm. Because then they're not guessing what your intention is. Right. And, and everybody is like putting a meaning to it, mm -hmm. right? Everybody's putting a meaning to a circumstance, We're putting a meaning to a person. And so the way to shape other people's story is to declare intent. Mm -hmm. And then the last one, Lisa, is, uh, you know, tell people what circumstances and events really mean, you know, give them a meaning to that. And so we want to just encourage you, you know, tell the best stories. So for instance, with this client of ours who his entire sales team walked out, that would be an opportunity for him to tell his people and the rest of his team, this is what this circumstance means rather than them interpreting this walkout well, and the thing in about a the, negative way. Right. And, and the thing to realize is that everybody's always telling themselves a story. And when you don't fill the narrative in, it probably won't be the right story. Well, and so with this client of ours, the entire sales team walks out. And if I'm on part of his team in a different area, I may think my job is in jeopardy because there was just this walkout. And am I, I going to have a job tomorrow? Am I going to have a job I, tomorrow? I, I better go on Indeed and start looking for another job. Uh, I I need to I need to start talking to but to some of the other teams in our organization to find out are they are they walking out are they quitting are they getting fired right and all of a sudden all we just all created all these stories now now let's think about this Lisa culture is really just a collection of stories mm -hmm. right you think think us as you know you and I were Americans and Americans are shaped by certain stories 
right? right? American Revolution, Civil War, 9-11. Yeah. Right. We all have pandemic. these pandemic, right? It's like, hey, we all we all have this story that we're all, all kind of together in this story. And so when you think about culture, culture is really just a a collection of stories. So your culture and your organization are really the stories mm -hmm. that people are telling themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And here's what's interesting is that, you know, we do a lot of work with core values, right? People say like integrity or truthfulness. Well, those mean different things to different people. Mm -hmm. And so really getting very good is like, hey, this is what this looks like to me. Hey, this is what trustworthiness looks like to me. And then you tell a story. Hey, this is what being integrous looks like to me. Because people remember stories, they don't remember words. True. Right? And the more words a story has, the better picture it paints. It's like, you know, so you today, like, think of a dog. So everybody think of a dog. Listen mm -hmm. to our podcast. Okay, now think of a black dog. Mm -hmm. Think of a big black dog. Gigantic black dog running after you, foam coming out of its mouth. Right? As I continued to tell the story, what happened? My picture evolved and changed and even my emotions changed because in the beginning, we're thinking of a dog and then it's changing. And, you know, I thought of our, our grand pup, our golden, golden doodle we had today. And then you said a black dog. Well, then I went down to our other grand pump, pup, a little black dog. And these are all positive feelings and emotions for me. And then it's a big black dog. And then all of a sudden it has foam coming out of its mouth. And then I go from these warm, fuzzy feelings to a little bit of anxiety. Right. Because the story produced the emotion. Mm -hmm. And then that's what produces the emotion. Many times the story produces the drama and then people act out of the drama. Yes. And so great leaders tell the best stories, mm -hmm. right? The drama, the drama will leave when you can tell the best stories. Yes. So Lisa, any parting thoughts or any last words? No, I think that this was just, this is really amazing. I think sometimes we minimize the effect of the stories. We all know we all love stories in our off time when we're relaxing our novels and our movies. And, mm -hmm. but we forget about the stories that's going on, the narrative that's playing in our heads during our, during our, our work hours. And those are, those are very powerful and it's, and how powerful it is for our CEOs, our C-suite to be able to be communicating the stories and the meanings to, to our, to our teams, because that is producing our culture and their culture is who we become. Absolutely. And so our, our points here today are the first one is great leaders give great meanings to circumstances. They really frame out the circumstance for a positive, um, exciting, um, productive meaning. And the next thing would be when you define the meaning, you extract the value from the event. So you evaluate your event, what happened, let's, let's give it a meaning. Right. And then you can learn from it. And then you can learn from it. Absolutely. And then you get better from it. The, the next point, most people tell themselves a negative story and they misread other people's intentions. And that just will send you spiraling down the rabbit hole. Yeah. The next one, the fastest way to shape someone's story is to declare intent. Don't leave them guessing. Don't leave them guessing on what your motivation is. Go ahead and declare it. Uh, then it's tell people what events or circumstances mean. So an event or circumstance happens in your family. It happens in your workplace. You go ahead and communicate it. Things like, what can I learn from this? What can we learn from this? What good can come from this? What's the positive in outcome from this scenario that happened? 
and and creating the culture around that story. Yeah, we love it. So Lisa, let's keep telling the right stories, keep mm-hmm. telling ourselves the right stories. And uh, we want to encourage you, you know, if you want to change your emotions, then just quickly tell yourself a different story and you're going to find your emotions change. Absolutely. Because you will tell yourself a story and it will either drive you to passion and motivation and productivity, or it will drive you to maybe depression and demotivation and um, just not not a real good place. And then you end up passing those emotions on to other people. So if you're passionate and driven and happy, or if you're depressed and struggling, you know, you're going to communicate a completely different demeanor. And those negative things can be self-sabotaging and those positive things can be self-promoting. Yeah. So Lisa, you know, take control of your story, take control of your life. Absolutely. If you want to change your life, change your story. Mm-hmm. All right. I think we've uh, said enough. Yes. And we want to encourage you to, you know, look us up on the web, look us up on social media. And um, if we can connect with you in any way, if you're ever at one of our events, we'd love for you to come and say hi. And Lisa, I think we're done for now. We are absolutely done. Have a great day. Yep. Bye now.